Consequence Podcast Network. This episode brought to you by Nick, Nick B. B. Hey, Nick B. Do you have a fun fact for Nick B, Mike? Yeah, Nick B and his uh, lovely wife, Miss B, oh. went to the store. Oh, did they? They oh, yeah? forgot their keys to their house when they got back. Uh-oh. <gasps> Uh-oh. And like all the Mikey movies, he kicked the door in. What? He did? He yeah. went full Rowdy Roddy oh. Piper on it? Was Officer yeah. Boo there? No. He or did was Officer inside. Boo he lock him door. out? Yeah. yeah. <gasps> it was a classic Officer Boo prank. Fun Uh-oh. Mikey fact, my dog has locked me out of the house. I know, Mikey. Your dog's insane. <laughs> she jumped up and closed the deadbolt. This episode also brought to you by Ryan. Ryan doesn't adequately prepare the country for a coronavirus response. Oh, oh my God, Ryan. Ryan. How could you let this happen? Yeah, Ryan knew we were supposed to be testing. <laughs> She's constantly moving the goalposts. Exactly. Saying, ah, there'll be like 15 infected and it'll die out. And then yesterday it was like, honestly, if only 100,000 people die, it'll be fine. It'll be a 10. Hey, but, oh but good news. Ryan good news. said the coronavirus was a spider tomo. <laughs> if you guys paid attention to the news, that joke would have killed. I don't know, I, I don't know what your political leanings are, but <laughs> guys, do not vote for Ryan in 2020. Yeah. Please, for the love of God. <laughs> Except we love you, Ryan, and we're just kidding. We and it do makes love me you, to be so mean. Ryan. This episode also brought to you by Matt. Hey, Matt. So Matt is from Sweden. He wants us mm-hmm. to tell some fun Swedish facts. So sweet. If you are a good driver in Sweden Uh-oh. and you've respected all the lights and stop signs, hmm. you deserve a treat. That's the idea behind the speed camera lottery. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah. So in Sweden, if you've been a good driver, you're selected to win a portion of the fines collected <gasps> by speed cameras. <laughs> How awesome is that? That has to be one of the best moves by their government ever. You know what I would do is I would like try to play chicken with people and like try to get them to try to speed through. You're so just I trying would to gaslight people them. into like yeah. getting more tickets uh-huh. to ramp up your lottery pot. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And eliminate people. What side of the road do they drive on, Jen? Ooh, I'm going to say right. Oh, I don't know if you're right. Max, <laughs> if you could let us know what side of the road you drive on, we appreciate mm. it. Now it's time for another episode of The, the Patrionicals. Okay, we're two months after last episode. Uh, Fade in. Two months later. Which means it's eight months after the Sunny Downer virus. Sunny Downer, wow. Oh my God. (laughs) What is this, the visit? No, it's the notebook. (laughs) Murder, suicide. (laughs) No, I refuse. The world is, uh, it's it's getting a little Mad Maxi with zombies and cannibals. (laughs) Naturally, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, wait, there's, it's been eight months and they're still going on? You know what? They're not dying. Matthew's still in a coma. Oh, oh yeah? Oh, no. Yeah, the, eight months later? Yeah, no one knows he's alive. In the wilds of Arkansas right? okay. is Eddie's Dinotopia with Mammal City. Dinotopia? Is it like a theme I park? I love it, yeah. Uh, no, it's like a um, No, it's like where they all live together in oh. harmony, oh. Jim. He's made a city of survivors. He, has, he like calls out. Does the radio? He's like, "Hey, come on! We got a bunch of animals and and dinosaurs." No, it's just like a dinotopia esque where like (sighs) it's a metaphor. People and animals live in harmony. Yeah, yeah. Mammaltopia. Okay. So uh, Matthew's in a coma, but his body moves around every day by elephants. They I'm like, sorry. What they like? Take like him around. Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah. Like when, like when, like when Lincoln got shot, we took him around by train for eight months. No, they're like doing, they're doing that. They're doing exercises body. to make sure his muscles oh, don't atrophy. Okay. Like with his, their you. trunks. Yeah, and then they and they shoot water at him to bathe him and stuff. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna keep him strong <laughs> under Eddie's guidance. 
I love this actually. Uh, never, an elephant never forgets um, how to bathe, Matthew. <laughs> well, that's kind of weird. How to care for people. That's oh. a better way of saying it, right? Mm-hmm. So Eddie, he's the the mayor of Dinotope, Mammaltopia, and he he <laughs> built. He's got the radio calling out the survivors. He's like, right. "Hey, we're in Arkansas. Yeah, we've built a a city with a w- wall of wood around it. Uh-huh. A wall of wood." Mm-hmm. Mm. Right. Uh-huh. They had one of hay and one of straw, but they didn't uh, work very well. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. They got yeah. a bunch of bricks lined up just in case this doesn't Ooh, work out. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's near a lake, lots of rope ladders and tree houses. And helpful animals. This is 1,000%. Swiss Family Robinson. Swiss Family Robinson, 100%. But as yeah. a city. Right. He's also calling to all the animals to come and like take refuge. Right. Okay. And so every resident gets a, an animal best friend that lives oh, with hey. That's oh. awesome. But can they talk or are they just like silent best friends? They're silent best friends. I'm all right with that. I mean, I have dogs that I love Only Eddie much. can talk to the dogs. That makes yeah. sense. To the animals. Well, and animals. Yeah. Do you yeah, think yeah. they're always calling him over to try to translate? No, he made a rule. Oh, okay. Because he, it, it he's got too got big. A, yeah. Only he's got a big, big, big issues. maintain it? Yeah. yeah. There's a whole bureaucracy of Mammaltopia to take <laughs> disagreements up. Yeah, each species elects a delegate and <laughs> yeah, that delegate can take issues. Can the eagle be the judge? They have a parliamentary system uh, okay. in accordance with mammal carter <laughs> oh, they okay. have to go through a parliamentary type system um, yeah. and raise grievances up to i'm really Eddie. glad you guys are getting into this oh we're on board okay kate remember they yeah. found her at a pet store they oh, had a yeah. bunch of animal food from the pet store mm-hmm. right and kate when they got their shampoo mm-hmm. yeah. she recovered oh good. nice she Yay. has uh, telekinesis power oh yes and she uh she's in charge of leaving the city to find supplies and bring back okay well, yeah because she can move things with her mind right yes and sometimes she goes and rescues families and brings them back who are having trouble getting yeah. here. You know, yeah. she's in the So mood. that just sets her up for future stories. But that's how okay. her place in the city. That's awesome. She has a motorcycle nice. with a sidecar. Ooh, right. can an animal ride in the sidecar? With car? an orangutan. <gasps> yes. And, he, and the orangutan is wearing little goggles. The orangutan drives and she rides <laughs> in the sidecar. <laughs> she's putting her feet up, relaxing. If she's busy moving shit with her mind, she doesn't need to focus on driving. She, yeah. I get it. She actually drives up to a bookstore or her mind told her there's a dude in there. Okay. Uh-huh. Oh, who's the well, dude? Nothing sexual. Come on, hold back, Jen. Come yeah. on. I'm so tired yeah. of you making this podcast. It's not Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. Put the sweaters away. It's <laughs> summer. I mean, I'd like to take them off. <laughs> it's a guy named Michael. Oh, hey, Michael. Hey. You just hey, Michael. Hey, Michael. <laughs> hey, Michael. Hey. Hey, Michael. Hey. So he's back. He's in a bookstore. You may remember from earlier, but now he's in a bookstore. He went to the bookstore to get some how to guides to survive the apocalypse. That makes sense, mm. man. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's fighting off Campbell's zombies, and uh, yeah. Tank pulls up. Kate floats away with the telekinesis. Right. Kills all the zombies with books. She like Phoenix? Through their heads or whatever. Yeah, she just like quickly throws books at them with her mind. Yeah, like right. the Phoenix. Yeah. And then she's like, yo, bro, come on, let's go. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. And then they go back to Mammatopia. Oh, nice. <laughs> but he has to run behind them because there's no room. Right. He has his own car. Oh, it's okay, a, okay, okay, okay. It's a Prius. <laughs> I like Priuses. I Honestly, that is the car to drive in a, this type of situation. Yeah, I'm not right. making a joke. Isaac has founded another city. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. A rival Uh-oh. city? They're not rivals yet. Well, Uh-oh. until they get hungry. <laughs> He's in Kansas. Have you guys ever seen the movie, the Thunderdome movie with Mad Max? Yeah. He basically just founds that city. <laughs> Thunderdome? Oh, okay. Yeah, Thunderdomington. Thunderdomington. Oh, wow. Where he makes a Thunderdome to solve all justice. He's in charge. <laughs> well, and he's racked with guilt from ending the planet, so he feels really bad, but he wants to restart society, so yeah. he's recruiting a lot of mechanics because he's like, if I'm going to do this, I want cool war cars like the Mad Max movies. Right. Yeah. So that's what he's doing. But this is going to be the main plot of the Patreonicals moving forward. Spoiler. Ah, okay. We don't know if Michael's a good guy or bad guy. You think he was sent by Isaac? Find out next week on another episode of The The Patreonicals. This episode finally brought to you by Chris. Chris. 
So Chris just wants everyone to know that you are not alone. And I know a lot of us are isolated and quarantined by ourselves right now or quarantined with people that are stressing them out a lot. And Chris just wants to remind everyone that we might not be physically together, but we are always together. And we love you and we see you. We do love you. And we hear you. And we're all in it together. And we're going to get through it. And it's going to be hard. We're going to check on each other. And And honestly, we've been doing a lot of stuff in the Facebook group to sort of feel more connected to Mm -hmm. at least that community. So join in on that. Like, we we had a bunch of people doing Facebook live events. I did one last week with my girlfriend. Uh-huh. I'm sure you guys are going to do some They're as well. They're organizing game nights for themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah dude. awesome. All yeah, right. and we love you, Chris. Thank you. Hey, do you guys see that? <gasps> what is it? There's like a trunk in the corner. Uh-oh. I bet there's some junk in that trunk. It's making- <laughs> oh, Yo, we should open that trunk. No, no. I heard oh, it knocking and screaming. No! I was like, what? I Wait, know. she was asking you yeah. what the secret ingredient was. I mean, there's mac and there's cheese. Yeah. And sometimes there's what? It's a secret ingredient microwave. She goes, so I was like, what is the ingredients? And she's like, yogurt, cheese, yogurt. butter. And I was like, those are all dairy. Products. The only thing that's not dairy there is the macaroni. <laughs> so it's 90% mac. I just dairy. stared at her. <laughs> Welcome to the Horror Virgin, everyone. I'm Jen. I'm Mikey. And I'm your Horror Virgin, Todd, which means I don't like scary movies, but you guys make me watch them. And this week, it's another episode of Mikey Month. The Mikey yeah. Month. And Mikey is making us watch The, the collection. collection. Which isn't as batshit insane as most of my movies. No. Yeah. This is actually, I would say, a legit horror movie, whereas some <laughs> of the other ones are like horror comedies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Like House 2 or yeah, even yeah, like yeah. They Live. Yeah. This one is a real movie. Right. <laughs> this one doesn't have a wrestler main character. Right. I get it. It's not my best pick. This one was not. Fi- <laughs> this one was not actually financed by cocaine. <laughs> we'll get into that when we talk box office, Jen. So, have you guys seen this before? No. Yes. Okay. So, Mikey, clearly this is one you've seen before, Mikey. All right. I liked. It. I love this movie. Right. Mainly because it was just the first one and this one. There's a rumor there'll be a third one, but I like it because it like wraps it up in a, like a nice little bow because it, it kind of like teases you with like, oh, he got away again. And yeah. Then like kicks him in the nuts at the end. I was yeah, like, man. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah, and we'll talk unexpected. about them. We go through it. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Jim, what did you think about it? I mean, this definitely still could have a sequel, though. Absolutely, but it, it doesn't could. need one. No, I don't think so either. I think it could end where it is. Yeah, and I would May, be happy. I demand they make one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like the series because yeah, me too. It's just different. It's not like Michael Myers where he's like, well, and he gets up again. But nay, my favorite part of this movie is that the end of the first movie, where I thought it was a cheap thing, where it. The collector grabs Arkin at the very end of the last movie, and it cuts the credits. I'm like, well, that's bullshit. And then the next movie, I'm like, well, they better, like, fix it. Do something yeah. with it. And it just takes place right for when he gets kidnapped. And I was like, that's cool. Yeah. I do enjoy when sequels do that. Yeah. They picked up right where it right. left off. Yeah, I love that. I liked this movie quite a bit. There were some moments that were, like, hard for me to watch. Although mm. I made myself watch them, and you guys looked away, you bastards. Yeah, man. But yeah. they were gross. Like, <laughs> this movie is not super jump scary. There are some jump scares in it. But it's mainly, like, body horror, which I don't love either. Mm. Jen, I think you do worse with that I than do. I do. Yeah, I do not like it. So I bet it. you rate it higher on the scary scale when we get to that. But I like this movie. I like Arkin a lot as a character. I like the collector's mask a lot. I think it's probably the best mask of any masked figure. Okay. Um, he's I a like cool the villain. Yeah. yeah, he's a cool villain. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm on board for it. I don't like this movie. This is not the kind of movie that I seek out or really enjoy. But for the movie that it is, it's great. Like, yeah. it does what it is doing very well. I just don't happen to like the kind of movie it is. Yeah, I don't think this is really like projection horror where you no. can, like, work out your feelings with it. Right, and I mean, sense. I could probably do that if I really tried. But, yeah, it's it's just a <laughs> lot. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're I, like, I need a blog entry on this in three weeks. <laughs> I mean, aren't we all trapped in our own red chest of pain? Honestly, yes, I mean, Jen. Aren't we all mannequins some, in some way? No, but I will say, like, it's just a lot of body horror it and is. grossness yeah. that it's not for me. But for the kind of movie it is... It's great. I think it does that type of movie well. I right. don't particularly like that type of movie. I don't yes. like it as much as the first one because I feel like the first one's more of like a Arkin versus the Collector. And it's like, really almost a single game. location yeah. movie. It's yeah. really quite good. There's a certain point where it's like there's just so much grossness. It feels like it never lets up, you know? Whereas I feel like the first Collector was like there was a little bit more of that suspense element. And this one, like they go in and it's just like round the corner terrible thing, another corner terrible yeah. thing, you know? Yeah. So Towards the end, I kind of was a little exhausted and it like the, kind of lost its shock value, you know, which is something I think the first one does very well. Yeah. The first one, I think, was like more like body horror, more like suspense, like cat and mouse. And this one's kind of like more actiony. It is more action than the first one. Yeah. Whereas the, I think the first one, you're right, is more suspense. I also mm-hmm. think this one has a bigger budget. We'll get there, guys. Uh-oh. Calm down, baby birds. Daddy's going to feed you. <laughs> let's, let's get into the movie. All right. We start with a voiceover and Mikey getting really mad because we were talking oh my while God. this important voiceover and that's happened. so ironic. I wish you guys uh-huh. were here when we watched movies <laughs> yes. because it's always Mikey and me talking uh-huh. but this time it was Jen and I talking and Mikey was the one who was like, gosh, shut up. This, You're is, gonna miss it. this is a really important part of the movie. <laughs> yeah, you made us stop several times because it was yes. the most important part of the movie. So we have a voiceover of someone telling Elena that this is going to be the hardest day of her life. It mm-hmm. turns out it's Shooter McGavin. Yeah, it's Shooter McGavin talking yeah, to Elena. He's talking to a little girl. Yeah. yeah, Elena, his his little girl. Yes, I got that his the mom died or they're something. Driving, something they're like like that, yeah. driving away from the funeral. Oh. And she's like, don't ever leave me, daddy. Promise. And he's like, I promise, I guess, that I'll always take care of you. I sort of got the impression that he is like a super workaholic type dad or whatever. Yeah, and like then, Cats in the Cradle. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. he was sort of promising her that that will change and he'll be around yeah. more. Because he did honestly, say that. And he does. There's enough yeah, context to There say. is. I think mm-hmm. that there is. Because it shows, as she's leaving the house in a few minutes that we'll get to, right. She they have a pretty good relationship. Right. So I do think he honored that promise. Yeah, he bought yeah. her a castle to live in. He turns her and <laughs> True. He's, he's yeah. like, yeah, I mean, that golfing money, it definitely pays for I a know, huge man. ass house. Yeah. Then he turns to his daughter and goes, why are we stopping at that stop sign? Boom! Yeah. Dude, yeah. That jump scare got me. It I, got me too. I literally jumped at that crash. I usually do get very stressed when characters are driving in cars because I'm always afraid that they're going to But in all fairness, car. they were driving in a car like Mikey drives in a car. They With had a driver. driver. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like they were like on the steering wheel or anything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Drive faster past these wood paneled houses. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they're probably watching Nickelodeon in there. The stench, <laughs> the stench is in my nostrils. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, uh, when the inevitable rebellion happens, we're going to Mikey. House and taking our money, <laughs> our think. money, Mikey, because we're the ones that made you rich. Right, I we work- drove your ass all over town. 
like that the guy who works at a nonprofit is I the know. one that we make jokes about <laughs> being the one percent. I love it. I'll take my high insurance deductible plan and go. <laughs> deductible. So now we have some credits. And yes. there are spiders, and I realized that Mikey had betrayed me and chosen another spider. Yeah. Although movie. Mikey's afraid of I, spider movies too. I, I know. But I face my fears. That's why I watch movies. You're like Arkin. <laughs> but there's lots of spiders and there's yes. bugs and there's swords, and it's to not nine inch nails. Like <laughs> yeah. lady singing nine yeah, inch it's nails. It's like Bobo nine inch nails. Right. Yeah. I mean it's basically nails, it's nine. It's, <laughs> it's trying to be the cre- opening credits of seven. Now, Todd, do you have a grudge against these opening credits? I don't like opening credits in general. These were fine because shit was happening and it was sort of world building, so that's fine. But yeah, and it wasn't very long. It was like twenty seconds tops. So it's fine. But I mean, normally just tell your story. I mean, this this movie was really short. It was like 80 some minutes, 82 right? minutes. So like they had to fill time. So That's I true. get it. And they bought the rights to that Not Inch Nails song. <laughs> right. Too, so they wanted to use yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So now we have the news talking about a serial killer. And this is the serial killer, The Collector. Yeah. And he's been killing a lot. And he traps them in their homes or workplaces. He usually, one person from each crime is missing. And so they may be still alive and held captive. Right. And so now, like, because this is what they're talking about what happened in the last movie and I like that this is expanding upon that universe. Yeah, the absolutely. last movie we only saw at that one house. Right. So for all we know, this could have been, except for there was a previous victim, this could have been like an isolated thing. Absolutely. And now we know this is an ongoing thing and they're talking about how like people are scared. And Well, yeah, because the scope, like he has a ton of victims. Yeah. yeah, man. Like hundreds of victims. On the news, Huey Lewis is saying that there's like 50 people that have been taken right. and many, many more dead. So it's like yeah. real scary. He's prolific. I mean, he yeah. is the unlaziest person. Yeah, this is why a serial killer should never do cocaine. <laughs> right, yeah. What if I, like, move into the abandoned hotel? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a great idea. I'll take the money from the haunted amusement park. <laughs> How can we lose? I bet my family runs. I got all these red boxes. What am I going to do with them? I think he, had, uh, he has those people he kept in the basement making, like, license plates or something he was selling. What you guys don't know is underneath Disney is this type of environment, <laughs> and they're just making all the, the plushy toys for <laughs> their merch stores. My Buzz Lightyear has a note that says, help me. Oh, it's covered in blood. So Arkin is on the news, and he's the latest missing person, and we get an interview with Arkin's wife. And so now the opening credits are over, and we see a cochlear implant or a hearing aid. I'm not exactly sure. It's not a cochlear implant because it's not an implant. That's right, right, right. It is an in-ear hearing aid, and it was on the side of the ear that was in the car accident. So I have to assume, and it's only one, Uh so I have to assume that that impact caused some hearing damage in that one ear, but the other one's fine. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and so we see someone who we're going to find out is grown-up Elena. Yes. And she's talking to her boyfriend who is yeah, canceling plans. Yeah, yes. and he's blowing her off, but she seems like she's sort of fine with it. Yeah, yeah she's not super into him. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think she is sort of into him, but she also needs to study, and she's not like a super clingy girlfriend. Right. Where if they cancel plans, she's like, that's fine, whatever, we'll see you whenever. But they do say I love you. Oh, did they say I love you? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what I think that they okay, were. Okay, then maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe yeah. she is into him. Yeah, so you know the boyfriend's lying to her at the phone call, because he's like, oh, I'm stuck I'm stuck in work, suit so late. Oh, okay. And he's oh. calling from outside. Yeah, I'm going I, into a tunnel. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I honestly just thought like he may have worked at like a bar or something, so he stepped yeah, out. Because there too. is music. 
But that's the music from the club. Yeah. That makes sense. Maybe okay. it works uh-huh. at the club. Yeah, so I'm on board for that. That makes sense. I took my 17th watch to catch that. <laughs> <laughs> You've watched this movie too much. But so then she hangs up and she's kind of resigned herself to just luxuriating in her palace all night. Yeah. Um, but she gets a call from her friend who's going to a party and convinces her to come And this out. is when we find out it's a palace because they pull yes. up in this beat up old rinky dink car uh-huh. and we see the house from their perspective. And I was like, Holy shit, they live in a castle. Right. And then she does decide to leave, and she passes Shooter McGavin on the way out. Yeah, who's sitting asleep in a throne or something. Right. It's a a big reclining chair. Look, they have to be rich or the rest of the movie doesn't work. Well, that's true. It's like a throne made of red velvet or something. If the victim was a poor person, the movie wouldn't happen. And Shooter McGavin's just bitching about having a dream, and he's just like muttering things about Adam Sandler, and she you know, covers him up with a blanket and leaves. Mm -hmm. He just can't get over it. And her best friend Blue Eyes was like, I can't believe your dad let you out. And she's like, oh, he's passed out drunk. Yeah. Is that what he, she said? He's asleep. But like he had a bunch of bourbon. <laughs> Been there, brother. It's a he's nightcap. bourbon asleep. But yeah. we're getting some advice about hooking up with girls in this car because we've got our boy, our fellow yeah. friend, and our lady friend. And their names don't matter because they don't. they're almost dead. Yeah. But it sets it up like they're going to have a plot because it he's does. like, I yeah. really want, I really like her. And like, uh-huh. he's like, well, don't talk to a girl and tell her you want to sleep with her. Just say like, nice shoes. Or you could just talk to her like a human being. Yeah, talk to her like happens. a person. Yeah. Oh. yeah. If you like her shoes, say shoes, shoes nice. Nice shoes. <laughs> wow. Sorry, I forgot how to talk to her. Wow, that was amazing, Jen. <laughs> That's why I don't know why hook Jen up with girls. Has trouble <laughs> with women. <laughs> it's hard, guys. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Elena gets in the car and, and he in the back seat goes, Nice shoes, real uh-huh. quiet. Aww, <laughs> like real he's creepy. Got a crush. It's not awe, it's real creepy. It kinda is. He's like, yeah. nice shoes. If he would have said it with like a little bit more confidence, it would have been a really good joke. Yeah, but he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He means it. I do like when we see him later just yelling nice shoes at people though. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, we'll get there, Jen. We'll get <laughs> sorry, there. I mean sorry. it's like the next scene. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so they're driving away and um so now they're in the alley trying to find this party. Yeah, they're like, it's a speakeasy. Or it's like a secret mm, club Secret thing. underground club. Yeah, and you ha- you can only get in with a password. But this is actually the most elaborate trap from horror movie history. Because the collector has to, one, rent an event space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Build a stage. Hire a DJ. Hire a DJ. Hire, hire a, a doorman. doorman. Yeah. Market it. Underground market it. Right. You know how <laughs> difficult it is? Yeah. You just see a guy with like a collector mask on the corner handing out flyers. Right. <laughs> I was like, how did this even happen? Oh, yeah. Okay, and the password is nevermore. So he even has time to think up a douchebag password. <laughs> I mean, he, the collector is a mad genius. Yeah, mm. but he's not a writer, Jen. He's <laughs> up on the password. He's only read that word. <laughs> so, like, what was his thought process here? Get people to a club so I can thresher them to death. Yeah. But also, like, how long does it take to set all of this up? (laughs) And compared to how long it takes him to murder everyone. Yeah. No joke. Probably a month to set up, five minutes to execute. Right. And during that month, does he just just leave everyone? Just like dating me. (laughs) I mean, that is how long it takes to get you to look at the calendar for the Uh. podcast. That's We're right. talking about sex, Jen. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah, but uh, but I guess I'm sure I would that's know. just as fulfilling for her as calendar filling. <laughs> oh, out. calendar, <laughs> color coded. Oh, you know who I feel bad for? The doorman who's like, man, I'm making a hundred bucks tonight. I know. And then like he pushes the button once, the door stays shut, and then he's like, here's all the screams. He's like, I gotta go. <laughs> I'm on probation. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame I didn't get paid up front. <laughs> yeah, you always get paid up front. That's a rookie. You're mistake. never seeing that money. Still pays him. <laughs> He fit most of 
<laughs> it just got like you know how they have like emojis. It's, it's like roach, collector- roach, dead body, dead body, blood, collector- blood, blood, <laughs> collector mask, tractor. <laughs> oh, I love this. All right, so the Venmo goes through and is accepted. <laughs> right. And so now they're in the dance party, and we get like a dance musical montage. Yeah. And everyone's hearing, really pretty in this Oh, club. yeah, and we're hearing Not Itch Nails uh-huh. again. And we, this is where Elena sees her actual boyfriend making out with somebody else. Yes, yeah, and it's very emotional. They have a nonverbal argument. Well, he because does, it's because so loud, yeah. yeah. Basically, he just looks at her and goes like, oh, no, I got a dick. What am I going to do? And then she <laughs> waits for the Been musical there. downbeat. She, she and, dance fights. No, it's, yeah, it's not just the downbeat. She like drops the beat where uh-huh. like it builds up and builds up and builds up and then stops and then punch right when the beat comes back in. It's like the music itself said, damn girl. I know, damn girl. Yeah. And then yeah. she like storms off uh-huh. and her one friend follows her and mm-hmm. then she looks back and sees her one friend following her and then she's like, I'm too mad to talk to my friend. I know, and but keeps she storming says it off. non-verbally. She yes. says, no. Acting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, that's what saves her from hitting that tripwire, though, because yeah. instead of continuing to walk in the hallway, she turns and goes into the room. Yeah. Right, right, right. She goes into a room. And so we're pan. And so a lot of this is happening at the same time. Right. But we have panned up to see the collector. So then she goes into, I guess it's a bathroom, and we see oh, the red trunk of collector. I think it's just a room. There's no toilets or anything in there. Yeah. The best part of this scene is it cuts back to the guy who had a crush on her in the car, and he's making out with the girl yes. that his boyfriend, her yeah. boyfriend, was thinking oh, about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, did he yell nice shoes at her a bunch? No, yeah. but he did yell nice shoes at someone else just randomly. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, you, you got to swing. That night. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Guys, it's all about numbers, man. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take, yeah. but respect women. He's respecting their shoes. They look real good on the floor, what man. One of those cushion lumens. Technically, they're on the floor if you're just standing there. <laughs> that's yeah, true. That's, <laughs> honestly, that's not a creepy thing to say to a woman in shoes. If you said, they look real good around my ears. <laughs> yeah, that's the gross thing to say about shoes. All right, so there's a red trunk in the bathroom and it's making noises. And so she opens the trunk and it's Arkin yes. from the first movie. He's really bloody because Arkin gets the shit kicked out of him in the first movie. Yes. Right. Well, and so if we remember from the first movie, this is kind of one of the things that said this is like the trunk harbinger you know yeah. the trunk binger, trunk binger absolutely as the trunk is opening that's what sets in motion the rube goldberg Lionsgate. Yeah, it gears. is very rube goldbergian <laughs> yeah. yeah we quickly find out though that that's what starts this like thresher above them and then it starts to swing down over the dance floor and you literally see people just get quickly ripped apart right it is Ugh. brutal hundreds it, of people the thing that i thought was crazy about this scene i sort of get everyone's facing the dj and it's coming up from behind them and it's loud so they may not hear it but the dj gets got too yeah and she's looking out over the crowd mm-hmm. how do you not see that coming at you yeah she was a really lazy dj <laughs> she was just looking down at her turntables yeah t- texting <laughs> <laughs> no she she's just new at it so she's not like able to look up that much she couldn't see through her dead mouse head <laughs> But so anyway, she they all get splattered and boyfriend who cheated with blonde girl who's now dead. He gets part of his hand cut off, but he escapes on the floor. And he gets out. I yeah. thought he was going to come back. I think he did. I think he was one of the guys with the bomb strapped to him. <gasps> I think he might have been. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, didn't I didn't make it. it. Yeah. So um, and we see like bodies all over the floor and it's really gross. Yeah, the collector's up just up there. and He's like licking his lips. Right. He's like, oh, that was well worth the months and thousands of dollars of effort. Yeah. Because he had to put a deposit on that event space. Maybe he's got family money. I don't know. Yeah. He's got to have family money. I mean, he's got a museum full of crazy. He's definitely in the 1%. This is 1,000% a class warfare movie. Is this what it is? Uh, Yeah. 
Yeah, that. See, I told you it's a projection movie. Yeah, one hundred percent. I'm gonna pull a gin and say yes, my It is. Yeah. I'm on board. Sure. But anyway, everyone's sort of running around, going crazy, yeah. and people are running past the room that Elena is in, and w- like one of them sets off the tripwire, and it yeah. just starts like meleeing yeah. these like sword or like yeah, it's, it's insane. Well, you know, the penitent man shall pass. <laughs> <laughs> no one goes on one knee though, and so a lot of heads get chopped off here. So people start getting cut in half. And then um, we see Friend, and she is kind of in the hallway, and then gates close around them, and there's like a gate grid on top, and it starts to crush down. And I think the collector is standing on top yeah, of the is. And thing. Elena runs out and sees her and yeah. goes up and like, Watches her friend get squished. Oh, because and this is gross because it yeah, just keeps this is gross. crushing, crushing, crushing down, and and then like eventually it gets down to the very bottom and like the blood starts swelling. Well, actually, up. Jen, it's a metaphor for the one percent and the crushing oppression. I mean, I think it is. Yeah, Mikey. Yeah. I'm glad you picked up on it. I know. Because they're squeezing the life out of the people on the bottom. Out of the middle and bottom class. Yeah. Right. Just their enjoyment. I mean, yeah. You're right. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Just this, for their entertainment. If this episode does not end with us leading a revolution, <laughs> we have not done our job. Viva Collection! <laughs> still pretty lazy. <laughs> yeah, guys. Throwing a Molotov cocktail at a car is on my bucket list. <laughs> I can make that happen, Mikey. Follow me. <laughs> Welcome to the front of the ABC, Mikey. <laughs> Nothing's going to go wrong. All right, so Gate squashes all of them. And it's really sad. And we don't see very much of it, though, but it's just. She ugh. takes it like a champ. She's like, those weren't my, my tier A friends. Those are my those also are like my tier C. Like, this is like my third level plan. So, like, yeah. Mm. And then Arkin got her earring that fell on the floor when yes. she opened the thing. And he's used that to bust out of his chains. Did it get pulled out of her ear? It came out. Okay. It just it fell out. He didn't yeah, pull it, it out. It didn't yeah. rip out. Yeah. So she, her not, ear's fine, yeah. Jen. Arkin does not hurt women. Yeah. So now he's free. Yes. He's free. So they're in the hallway and Elena is seeing a girl who's got like a slice out of her neck and it's like spurting blood and she's dying. Oh, it's dying. graphic, man. Oh, it is. And she sees Arkin and Arkin's about to go jump out the window and Arkin <laughs> like, it's like he kind of has this moment where he's like, shouldn't go help her but also this really fucking hurts. And then Collector grabs her from behind. Yeah, but he does not go help her. He does not. Which she brings up later. She throws it in his face. Uh Arkin is covered head to toe in blood. Exactly. And he's like, not doing well. I mean, if you watch the first movie, Arkin- Arkin got fucked up. He's pretty fucked up, yeah. Yeah. And Collector just grabs her and runs away. It's not like he can do anything. Even if he tried to run towards her, the Collector would have beat him there. Right. So he picks up a dead body, which happens to be the dead body of her friend. Yeah. And then he runs out the window and busts the window out and then- uses that body as like an impact shield right. against the car He's they the hit. the smartest dude. Dude, yes he is. That's why I like these movies, because it's like not your usual protagonist. Elena included. I They're agree, just like yeah, really yeah. smart. So anyway, it fades to white or something, and then mm-hmm. Arkin wakes up in the hospital. Yeah. And well, like, we see him oh, put Elena news, in the box first. Oh, So Elena's yeah. now in the red box yeah. of collection. Yes. Oh, yeah. and, then, and then the collector looks out the window at Arkin. Yeah. And he's he like, says, oh. I'll see you in hell, Arkin. <laughs> and Arkin's like, oh, fuck you too. And he runs yeah. off. He limps off down Those the are street. legit lines of dialogue from this, <laughs> <laughs> from this movie. They said it with their eyes. There's a lot of nonverbals going on. There is, yeah. But you can read it. Yeah, Arkin has a real, you can go fuck yourself face. Right, right and he just gets a shrug. Around. He's like, Later what do you want me to do? He does yell that at him. But that is true, yeah. <laughs> All right. 
So now Arkin is in the hospital. We see him like going through and they like reset his arm that's yeah, been they broken. Make him, and his, his wife from mm-hmm. the first movie. So in the first movie, his wife and, and daughter were being kidnapped by the mob. You right. Know, like, and I this kind of resolves that side plot because they right. visit him in the hospital. Yeah. Well, and we also hear the doctor say that he's got scratches on his arm that were self-inflicted. And yes. I figured that was him like marking the days. Or I something. thought it was the collector doing that. and They just said it was self-inflicted. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty big jump after all of his yeah. other injuries to be like, oh, that's self-inflicted. Right. That's a pretty big leap there, doctor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he's all cleaned up and his wife is in the hospital talking to him. Right. And, oh, it was so nice that she sent him flowers, but not so fast. Those are collection flowers. Because it says for the collection, which was the same card that was on the note that was on top of the box in the beginning. Yes. Right. So we know but something is amiss. But the card says, I can't wait to see you and your family uh-huh. soon. So in all of the time that it took to set up the venue, hire the DJ, get a doorman, set up an insane murder hotel that's been abandoned kidnapped 60 people he found time to send flowers if i learned anything from this movie it's that women men do have time yeah is the most thoughtful (laughs) serial killer ever it's because he pays attention to the details arkin is the one that got away and And no one else did (laughs) yeah hey and you know you gotta let them go and let them come back to you and he does does. does. oh my god Mm -hmm. this is a romantic comedy if viewed through the right lens (laughs) Honestly, notebook. yeah, it might honestly end the way the notebook ends <laughs> in a murder suicide. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but so now he knows that collector is about to go fuck up his whole family. He says, so he says, "Wife, you got to get out of here. Yeah, go, go to your, your sisters and yeah, don't come don't back. tell anybody yeah. where you're going. Yeah, don't even pack." He thinks so fast. He does. So wife gets out of there, yeah. and now he's got armed guards outside his door. But now we've got like this guy, and it's like Shooter McGavin's henchman. And I never found out what his name was. But I called him Windows because he punches through the window. At a certain point. <laughs> he's he's uh, Shooter McGavin's bodyguard. He's Lucello. He's the guy who rescues the daughter from the car wreck. Yes, he is. Which we're about to find out. We don't know that right. just yet. Right now, we just know he's mysterious. Yeah, but his name in the movie is, is... Lucello. Yeah, it's Lucello. It's Lee Turgeson, who's been in a bunch of shit. Yeah. He's yeah, like he's a, a hey, that, that guy. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, his name is Lucello in this. Mm-hmm. But we can call him Windows. I'm yeah. fine with that. Yeah. So he comes in, uh, window bodyguard guy. He comes in <laughs> and he looks like he's one of those like high priced lawyers. 100 percent i thought that too and so he's like trying to negotiate with ark and he's saying i work for a powerful man and it's elena's father shooter mcgavin yeah and so he says we know the collector has elena we're assembling an elite task force to try to go save her because we've got 48 hours and we know you know where he is will you help us and he says yes but I will only get you there. I am not going inside. Exactly. That is yeah. his deal. And, and he they're says, like, okay. yeah, sure. That Wingy sounds great. Blanky. Yeah. But why does he agree to go? Do yeah, they is offer there a him scene money? where they offer him money? I don't think so. I think he just goes because he wants to kill him because he's- Because like, he knows he's targeting his family. Yes. I think that's. His, I think he's tricking them yeah. to take him. I don't think he's tricking them so that they'll take him. I think he's tricking them so that they'll kill the collector. All he right. has to do is oh, get yeah. them there. Right. And then, ipso facto, his family's protected right. because the collector's dead. Arkham because he knows the cop yeah. is the cops aren't going to be able to collect. No, to not unless uh, magically a homeless person gets shot. True. <laughs> <laughs> this going to be so good. It's the best. Oh my God. <laughs> let's go let's go so now we have flashback to the car accident and we see that shooter mcgavin did not die in that accident he got right. thrown from the car and his leg was all fucked up and broke right and we did see a cane next to the chair he was in right we yeah. did yeah yeah and we'll see him limp later but we see elena screaming in the car and then somebody 
busts through a window and earns himself a nickname that we're going to use. Windows. Yeah, it's Windows. Yeah, it's Lucello. It's window. It's <laughs> yeah, a bodyguard. Yeah. So we see that Windows guy who is assembling this elite task force is like holding Elena in the road, and he's like kind of an, a surrogate father for her. Right. You know, he really latched onto the little girl after he saved her. Yeah, yeah. and I think Elena did sort of see him as a another father figure. Right. Exactly. And yeah. it's clear they have a tight bond, which I really yes. like. Now Elena is she wakes up from this flashback and she's in the trunk and she's peeking out she she kicks a hole in the box and she's looking <laughs> she in she just pokes a hole in the box she, she pokes yeah. a hole in the box so she peeks outside the box and she sees a guy on like a medical table right and he's like chained up yeah and he's like trying to like get away get away yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and then uh, we see the collector walking around and he's got those little like scissor like yeah. shears and like, he's got a huge effing syringe yeah dude and now, we don't really see a lot of what happens no, here because we're in the perspective of the box uh-huh. but we hear the guy screaming and a lot of uh-huh. snipping a lot of I'm sure gross shit is happening but we don't see and it and we see him like cutting like and coming back with what I think is the guy's tongue yeah, yeah. he cuts his tongue out yeah 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 and dunks it and then we hear just staples or which is what sounds like might be a nail gun right or something. right right yeah. and so we cut back and we see that he's got this crazy kind of mask like yeah, nail on, mask on his on face yeah. Oh. Yeah. and then he rolls him away and then we are just kind of looking around the room and then collector eye right in the hole yeah I called it and he it did. still scared me yeah I, Todd and I were talking about the, the collector's eyes are just such a cool effect. Yeah, I don't know how mm-hmm. they do that because they look completely black and then sometimes they reflect like white. They look like Vin Diesel's eyes from Pitch Black. Oh, movie. yeah, sort yeah. of. Yeah, yeah, when he's not wearing the goggles. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it is freaky and it, it looks good with the mask and I'm not crazy about the mask like you guys are, but I do like that combination. It's the best mask I, thought, I think it's a cool mask. I just mask. feel like it would be really hot. Yeah. I mean, I would counter with Jason's mask because I like You would that counter with... Uh, potato sack? No, or you like would counter the with hockey the hockey mask. helmet that yep. he stole off of a fucking prop comic from one of the movies? Yeah, man. Part three. Showed Ugh. that prop comic what's boss, man. So now we are assembling the elite task force and we're in the task force room. <laughs> yeah, the task force briefing room. Which I again, know. someone had I to rent it. a space. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> <laughs> this isn't at the big fancy house. I really enjoy these kinds of scenes because he's like, man, you gotta, you gotta get in there. You're gonna wish you were dead. If you don't kill him right away. And this is when we find out, because we're cutting to the Elite Task Force assembly room, also the Elite Task Force van on the way. So we're finding out that these cut marks that Arkin made were not, like, he wasn't self-harming. He was marking. Every every 100 seconds he would do a mark, and then if he changed directions, he would do a different kind of mark. Yeah, Yeah, for left or right. Right. It's insane. It really is. His eyes are closed in this van, and he's just, like, going through the motions on his arm where Uh these cuts are, and then he's like... Stop. And Collaborate. Then, we're here. And then they look around and they're like, oh, hey, there's a creepy abandoned hotel here. Right. <laughs> that must mm, be the place. <laughs> yes. And now if I were to pick apart one thing in this movie, I do think that's a little far-fetched that he would have been able to mark that and keep track. But I don't care because this movie's a little insane. And also any town that has a creepy place that's like been abandoned exactly. forever. That's the first place you're going to look. Well, this is this just kind a creepy of town. This is like a city. This is like Detroit. So there's a lot of these around. Well, they said there's like no one in like a 10 block radius. We learn later that there are two people very close to this. Uh (laughs) Very close to this place. Yeah. But they're not the kind of people society cares about, Todd. Yeah. No, they're experiencing homelessness, and one of them experiences a leg injury. Yeah. <laughs> Elena reveals herself to be awesome because she has taken her bra off and taken yeah. the under. 
<laughs> Mikey is on board for Elena. She's taken the underwire out. She's like rigged it with some straps of her clothing to make like a hook. No, it's, that... it's the bra strap. It's like the right. hooks on her bra strap that she like uses. Yeah. And she does use the underwire part uh-huh. to like MacGyver a way to open one of the 90 latches that are on her trunk. And that one opens the entire trunk. It does. Yeah. It's yeah. a miracle. But I also like that we don't spend 20 minutes of her Absolutely. trying to get out of this Absolutely. Yeah. Talking about like advancing the plot. And I like it's that she gets out of the box. I do too. It's not Arkin getting her out of the box or the collector getting out out of the box and her getting away. She yep. gets herself out. I like she that. She does. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah, I do really like her a lot. Um, So now she's out and th- this kind of like going back and forth, she sees another box and she goes to open it up and it's got a dead guy in it. And then she's starting to kind of look around and there's a table with like hooks holding up some body parts. There's a bunch of terrible, gross stuff. Um, And so then the collector comes in and she hides behind a glass table. And I'm not sure how he didn't see through that glass, but I think he did because he was just kind of messing with her. Yeah, maybe time for elaborate prot number 48. I'm going to release a bunch of spiders to search for her that I've trained to look for people. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or just, yeah, I think maybe he does know because they go straight to her and they crawl all over her face. Yeah, I think he was just enjoying oh, it. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, well, he disappeared to go jerk off for 20 minutes. No, he, <laughs> he's rock hard this entire <laughs> movie. Yeah. Well, he's got to dump that pressure off sometimes. You got to concentrate. So Arkin is picking the locks outside because now the elite task force has shown up. Windows guy has like this big handgun and uh-huh. then like bubbles from the wire has uh-huh. a, a an art and like an AR. Yeah, and then there's plaid shirt guy who just kind of hopped a ride. Yeah, and then there's guy that waits outside, and uh-huh. then there's the the girl. Yeah, SWAT lady is what I call yeah, her. Yeah, SWAT lady. Yeah, SWAT yeah, lady. Yeah. Really three dimensional characters. <laughs> yeah. Well, some of them don't last very long. No. Like, yeah. So Arkin's picking the lock and he gets them in, and then uh, not so fast because Windows says, "Just kidding." When I said you didn't have to go in and help us fight, right. so now Arkin has to go in and help them find the collector because he's the only one who's been there and come out alive. So he's like, it's oh, just come like, on, man. And he's I like, know. Well, sorry, we got a bunch of guns. Right. But it's <laughs> just like The Rock. Oh, like Arkin's Nick Cage? It is kind of like The no, Rock. Wait, no, Arkin is Sean, Sean Connery. Connery, man. He oh, gets, yeah. 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 Come on, man. Come on, So man. the collector knows they're there because he's got um, a system of like surveillance cameras all over the place. Oh, and yeah. an alarm goes off when they pick the lock. Uh-huh, and mm-hmm. he gets his collector mask on. Because now it's go time. All right, so now Elena is opening a grate, and she's crawling through, like, this bloody, goopy air tunnel or something, like an air duct. So Arkin walks in, and they see a lot of syringes all over the ground. Um, And then Army Man, who's waiting outside, gets Collector stabbed a bunch of times. Yeah, Todd was like, I thought he was going to die from a trap, but really, Collector just comes up and attacks him. Yeah, he just stabs him, him, like, immediately. Right. I mean, pretty lucky. There are, like, some elaborate traps in this, but he just takes that first guy out immediately, which I sort of like because I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was expecting, like, an anvil to come down from the ceiling. (laughs) Like, like, the roof. Okay, so then they're walking in, and they see all the syringes on the ground, and then what looks like one of the ghosts from 13 Ghosts with the really long hair jumps on him and it's like he's getting zombie fought. Yeah. And then SWAT lady shoots this person in the head. Right, like point blank in Uh the dome. Yeah. Yeah. And Todd's like, what is this, zombies? I know, it did look like zombies. And I mean, I guess we kind of- the virus. That's what it is. Uh, They do explain this because- They do. They sort of take the mask off that we saw the guy stapling Uh or nailing into the guy's face and he's just super high on drugs and they're looking around, there's syringes all over the Uh floor. So like, like their tongue's gone. 
gone. And they're like, he's been creating these like. But no, he's creating like these killing machines. Yeah, they're not, yeah. They're not so much cannibals I, I would, or zombies. I don't want to say they're scary pets. people. Yeah. They're like his little like pet minions. Minions. They're pets. They're pets because yeah. he's collecting them. Right. Well, right. and so he yeah. says. So Arkin is saying if they don't do what he wants, he turns them into his dogs. And it, they say his tongue is chewed off, his pupils are blown, and he gives them a bunch of drugs. And we start to hear more and so they all start running and they're breaking the chains on their legs and they're running towards them and so some of them got shot by the elite task force team but then the task the SWAT team like backs up and then they close the door so they're safe yeah and they're all like what the fuck is going on i'd be like well i'm, I'm not here. gonna stay here anymore yeah right this was fun guys yeah. Bye. Bye. is this when they realize they can't use their phone either their phone does not work yes yeah. and uh-huh. it's, it's not necessarily because although they are saying things like well we're surrounded by whatever and we can't get signal one of them actually says i bet he's got a jammer yeah right which i mean those things exist like they do okay so she gets into a grate and she opens up and she's in another room and she sees a bunch of makeup and there's a woman who's asking to be let out and she goes over and she sees a purple and yellow trunk Yes. And so she opens the door and there's a lady in there with a lot of makeup on. Like somebody else who doesn't know how to apply makeup did this makeup. It's yeah. more than a normal. Well, in fact, she says he did this to me. Yeah. She does say that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this so is Miss Collector, though. It is Miss Whether Collector. she wants to be or not. Yes. Which I personally think she doesn't. It's clearly like Stockholm Syndrome. 100%. Yes. She is Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. 100%. Like guys. three months later. Yeah. Yeah. Once the ship, the, the trunks get <laughs> yeah. delivered from Amazon. Most of the rose petals have fallen. Yeah. What you guys don't realize is Gaston is the hero in that movie. The hero loses and the beast wins. But so she's saying, um, so he did my, she's going to like wipe her makeup off and she's saying she doesn't want to leave this room, which I think we can tell she's like super traumatized. Probably because yeah. she knows that room is sort safe. of safe. She's safe right, right? there. Yeah. yeah. And we also see she has not really been physically injured it, or at least That's not true. visibly. Yeah. So yeah. she seems to have some kind of position of status in this collection. Yeah. She like know? whispers like I'm his favorite. Right, exactly. Which, and I mean, if you're trapped in that situation, I could understand wanting to stay there. You know, it would be fucked up. I'm sure that she's been doing, she's had to do some horrible things. Exactly. Thank God none of that's shown in the movie. No, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, we don't have to see that. All right, so now back to the army team, and they're seeing a bunch of empty trunks with blood in them, and then a man starts walking down the hall. And I I think it's the the ex-boyfriend. Yeah, he's got like cuts on his chest. And he's got, like, it looks like there's a cut on his neck, but what we're going to find out is it's a string around yeah, his neck. I thought neck. it was a cut, too. Yeah, and he's saying he didn't make he didn't make it, he didn't make the collection. So this is why I didn't think it was the boyfriend, because that person has lost his mind. Yeah. And I think it would take longer for you to be in a state where you would lose your mind that much. It may have been the same actor, for maybe for budgetary reasons. Right. But it doesn't make sense for me for it to have been the boyfriend. It I may agree. very well have been. He but. also seems to understand more about about what the collection is yes, than Elena right? does. Right. Although she could have just been in the box, but yeah, it doesn't make sense that he would be in that state yet. I think he, the collector just explained everything to him. He's like, here's my collection. <laughs> Maybe he showed him the collection. He does talk at the end, so he does talk to the people. He like 1960 James Bond villain style explained <laughs> yeah. what was right. going on to uh, that I haven't talked to anybody dude. in weeks. Oh God, right. I've got to dish. <laughs> <laughs> this is my collection. <laughs> and listen, it is... Uh, Super difficult to set all this up. <laughs> Maybe he thought this guy would be able to help him. Oh, yeah. He, he, then he fired him. I'm going to fuck you up because you're not in the collection. Right. And right. honestly, the guy had a rough time with it and it blew his mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
well, speaking of, so he's talking to them, and then we see that there's a bomb on the back of his neck. Just like he stabbed Elaine in the back by cheating on her. I yeah. Mean, yeah. If he didn't cheat or take that girl to the club, he he'd still be alive. Absolutely. Would, exactly. I mean, the collector is a romantic. Although Elena would be dead because that's what drove her that's upstairs true. away from the, the thresher. I think the, the collector's like the Phantom of the Opera, and he fell in love with Elena. He does want really it. like masks. <laughs> he does. They cut out a whole scene where he plays the organ. Right. And he know? talks about the music of the night. It's like um, a play. Organs, the music of the night. but they're human. Yeah. <laughs> Not nearly as musical. Oh, man. Christine. <laughs> He's just trying to find his Christine, Jen. He is. Aren't Actually, we all? he does have a Christine. He and does. she's the one in the yellow box mm-hmm. who had the crazy makeup on. Yeah. This is real sad. It, I know, man. So there's a bomb on the back of his neck yeah. and he blows up. Well, and almost kills... Windows, right? Uh, yeah, and yeah. Windows sort of realizes what's going on, He's and this is the himself. first time. Yeah, <laughs> he he like runs away from a bomb. Yes. Yeah. Um, but not so fast. This somehow sets off a series of gigantic spikes that come shooting down from the ceiling. And this guy's yeah. name is Dre. I saw it in the credits Dre? when they were doing all the the kills <laughs> oh, yeah. again. I was like, oh, he had a name. Aww. So Dre gets three spikes through him. Yeah. Just kebab, really. Yeah. And he's Flannel Man. Yes. Yes, Flannel Shirt, who didn't get the memo about what the Elite Task yeah, Force was wearing Everyone in the Elite Task Force is wearing black, and he's just like, no, nah, man, I really wanted to channel Eddie Vedder for this right. movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I promised him I'd never put the black on again. Right. <laughs> Yellow Flannel, please. He's yeah. kind of a loose cannon Elite yeah, Task Force member. Oh, we have to man. make our own backstories up. <laughs> I, I already do like the fact that he's just like a huge Pearl Jam fan. <laughs> Collector, yeah. <laughs> stab me through the roof just now. Yeah. He took three big spikes and they went through my body. Yeah. Nice. That was good. I, that was really good. Anyway, he's wearing flannel. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's from Seattle. You know? That's what it you is. You got to represent. That's what it is. Okay. So. Arkin sneaks off. He's like, I'll use this time because that guy got a bail. Yeah. Got to get out of here. Yeah. That guy got nailed. Because I don't trust any of these people. <laughs> but he does. He gets away from them. Yeah. And he goes through the Star Wars squishy wall. It's, it, it is really just two close walls with nails sticking through. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I thought it was going to like trash. Squish. I thought it was going to like smash. Which is, this is yeah. where I would die in the movie because I'd be like, oh. Wish I had lost some weight. Yep. <laughs> I wish I did not gain that Corona 19 yeah. uh-huh. while in isolation. Ooh, quarantine inches. <laughs> I would just have scrapes on my belly. <laughs> so Arkin gets away through the squishy wall, as you were uh-huh. saying, which is the wall with the nails in it. Yeah. And then he goes into a room that is like, just like a, one flickering bulb light mm-hmm. with, with like a, a gigantic moth. picture of a beetle on the wall. Yes. It's terrible. Oh, well, there's a bunch of other shit, too. And I think yeah. this is when he realizes that the collector is an entomologist. Licensed Thank entomologist. You. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that's what he's learning there. But while this right. is happening, I fucking hated this. Yeah. Because this is like nightmare fuel for me. Because it's flashing lights. Sort of like a probe, uh, like a strobe light you can't predict, right? Right. Right. And then we see Arkin looking at the wall. So we're seeing over his shoulder and then we see the collector popping up in these flashes of Uh light. But then Arkin's like, Oh, I sense him. I yes. sense a disturbance in the collection. So it goes dark, and then he vanishes, and then it's, it's us looking over the collector's shoulder. Ooh. I love that. Oh, Turn yeah. Because I, I was, I loved it because I was scared. I was like, oh, my God, this is mm. freaky. He could be Collector's anywhere. Collector's going to get him. And then, yeah, we see the collector where Arkin was, and his eyes are like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And then Arkin's just like, 
gone. Yeah. And then he fake opens the door and Collector yeah. runs after him. Yeah. So um, now we're back with Elena and the blonde girl and they're walking out into the hallway and she stops Elena from crossing a tripwire and then we see a gigantic yeah. bear trap. And man, Collector goes all in because these are the biggest yes. bear traps I've ever seen. This is when Todd pointed out that I would never live if I was like living at the Collector's house. Like if that was yeah, my like house. Yeah, like if you were the Collector and you would set up all these traps, like you're too clumsy to even like know where all the the traps are, you would definitely trip over one of them and you die. Well, I, I almost die now. I'm so clumsy <laughs> in my true. house that doesn't have death trap, bear traps, or whatever. <laughs> it's just like, oh my god, that coffee table almost killed me. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm like, where'd that step come from? I've lived here three years. <laughs> so now Elena's hearing aid is starting to go off, and the blonde girl sees it, and I think I don't know if the, like she's realizing that Elena might not be like this. Is she's freaking out? She's thinking. Oh, you're not going to make. She goes, you're not going to make it. You're not right, right. It. He's testing me again. Yeah. Which it kind of alludes to a little bit of her state of mind. Yeah. You know? And Christine, the blonde haired girl, mm-hmm. like freaks out and sort of was like, I can't help you. I can't help you. Yeah. And this is when we see the collector walk around the corner uh-huh. and Christine just like drops to the floor. Yeah. And she's saying, you'll never win. You'll yeah. never win. Yeah, yeah. And then Elena runs away and mm-hmm. the collector walks up next to Christine on the floor and looks at her and then keeps going to chase Elena. And so Elena ha- gets a scalpel and right. she gets up into the ceiling grates and so she's like got the scalpel in her teeth. She's a badass she man. Is, yeah, man. I love it. And she's right on top of him but I think he hears her. He does but he yeah. also hears Arkin uh-huh. and I think also the army team or the elite squad or yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. So there's just too much going on. Right. But all those distractions gives Elena enough time to go out the grate that's behind the pipes. Because as the collector sort of picks himself up to look there, she's now gone. But the pipe or the the grate is off the wall, right. so she clearly went through them. He's like, "Great, I'll just <laughs> let her go." <laughs> Son of a, yeah, uh, exactly. So Arkin gets door stabbed through the hand, and I'm not exactly sure how that happened. No, he's like trying to open doors or whatever. Mm-hmm. Some of them are locked, some of them he can't get through, and he's not looking at the doorknob. And it's not a doorknob. It's just a knife. Oh, geez. So he grabs the knife and it like cuts oh. his hand. I hated that moment. It's so, oh, it's so gross. Stupid. I'm like, yeah. Arkin, don't get lazy. Yeah, come on, man. Focus, <laughs> yeah. Arkin. Well, and he, but he does because he almost trips a tripwire and gets like bear trap. Well, it's the bear caught. trap that Christine stopped Elena uh-huh. from running into. Yeah. Right. And so then he sees one of the army men and he's trying to hide from them. And it's the guy from The Wire, I think. Yeah, he gets in the, the laundry like, It's like an elevator shaft Trash or shoot, something. Yeah. 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 And he looks it's down. A Bodies shoot, guys. It There's is. a bunch oh, yeah. of bodies yeah, down true. there. Yeah. But like all cut up, gross, bloody yes. bodies. You can't put a full body down the trash. Yeah, chute. come oh, on. That's true. You gotta form. cut part <sighs> of it off. Yeah. But this is where we learn that that whole area is filled with gasoline. Yes. Because Arkin goes down there, he sees the bodies, obviously, mm-hmm. which is real gross, but he also sees the gas canisters there. Yeah. Right. And he goes into some kind of bug room as part of the collectors, like where he collects all of his bug sculptures or whatever he is a hoarder yeah he really is yeah but so he's looking at pictures of bugs and turtles and then he sees something that like terrifies him but then it cuts back to elena and her hearing aid keeps feeding back and she gets down into like a bear trap hallway where they're just like a hallway full of bear traps just yeah, like we're talking yeah, about it's a classic bear trap hallway but yeah. she sort of swats at her ear because it's doing like the feedback thing that uh-huh. you see in a quiet place yeah. But as she's doing that, trying to mess with the settings, maybe it like flies out of her ear and lands on a bear trap right, right in the middle, right in the mm-hmm. middle where the pressure plate is and right. it doesn't go off. Right. So she thinks I probably need that, even though she can definitely hear it in the other ear. She reaches in and tries to grab it. And as she pulls it off, like it snaps really close, but does uh-huh. not get her. That would have sucked if she'd gotten killed because then she just would have died right there. You know? <laughs> her arm would have. She'd be like that lady from Tiger King. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> 
The collector has to run to the closet to put on his paramedic jacket first before he goes to the helper. The collector's never going to financially recover from this. <laughs> oh, Saf. Oh, yeah, Saf. Fuck. But she was back at work that next week. Saf is like one of up. the only people I like in that documentary. Oh, yeah. Yes. Saf and the guy who made sure the tigers were okay when Tiger King was losing his shit. Right. Like the uh, zoo manager or whatever. I forget his name. Okay, so now Arkin is back and he's seeing glass cases, like gigantic vats of like, body parts sewn together and like skeleton bones like in these crazy sculptures you know it's real weird but not like a regular body shape right it's like the thing body shape like they're he He's, He's taking taking a bunch of bodies yes. and, and sewn and them just together. Absolutely. Fucking around with yeah. it. Yeah, He's just getting yeah. creative. Well, yeah. But he sees, and this is one of the things that really disturbed me. He sees a girl or a woman who's like nailed to the wall, and she's got like these gigantic nails through her hands and her yeah, wrists definitely. and her knees. Yeah, the collector definitely nailed her. <laughs> but it's really, and she and she's alive and awake, and she's like, and she's saying, Help me. Help me. Help me. And I mean, if I were Arkin, I would be like, dude, I don't even know where to start with this. Like, I don't have a gigantic hammer. Well, I you, do think. <laughs> You can't save her. I do think Arkin is looking for a way to save her and yeah. would have done whatever he could. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure he could have saved her, but he right. would have done whatever he could had the collector not come right yes. then. Arkin goes around like the wall mm-hmm. and she's still saying, help me, help me, as the collector walks up. And he's just like, listen, I don't have time for this. Right. And he slashes the throat. Yeah. Oh, I forgot you were here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's got so many side projects. He does. He does. Yeah. Yeah. He needs to focus. He's yeah. a guy who like. Loves starting a project, but has trouble finishing them. Uh-huh. So he has like 90 unfinished projects around his house. Right. I forgot I nailed a person to this wall. Yeah, uh-huh. man. What was I going to do with this? Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. But so he just sl- slashes her throat yeah. and she dies. But one of the things that I think is interesting about this movie is we keep coming across all of these different kinds of fucked up things and we don't spend very much time with any one of them. So it's like constantly being surprised at how fucked up the collector is. But towards the end, I did get a little bit like exhausted by it. I was like, how yeah, many fucked it. up things we are in this yeah, collection? Yeah. You know? That's how you are. Like at the beginning of the day, you go to the museum. It's like super yeah. exciting. And mm-hmm. then like, Three hours later, you're like, all right, I, you know, I'm about yep. done with museuming. But that's why you take the guided tour that your earphone tour. Well, that's, they broke in. They didn't get the collector's guided tour. <gasps> Do you think that's why she wanted to save her earpiece from yeah, the Yeah, she bear was trap? trying to save the earpiece so she could still get that guided tour. <laughs> right. The collector's like, up next is the bear trap hallway. She just, uh, <laughs> these bear traps, they're from Abraham Lincoln's log cabin. Yeah. Oh, it fell out. Oh, my God. This is so interesting. I wanted to hear how he got his hands on those Abraham Lincoln log cabin bear traps. <laughs> Now she'll never know. No, she grabbed it. She got oh, it. Okay. She's fine. Yeah. And Argus, yeah. the guy just watering out of you, like, what is all this shit? <laughs> right, exactly. He didn't even want to go. He just wanted to wait outside of the gift shop. Right, That's exactly. what it was. Yeah. Right, yeah. I mean, I get it. Okay, so Elena is walking up the hallway. Arkin is up the stairs. So Elena gets to a room with, like, creepy goth wallpaper covering all of the windows. Uh, yes, and this she, is when she looks out and sees the two homeless guys yes, by the or, people experiencing homelessness. Well, she's like, she like hears air behind the wallpaper and, and pulls it down. Yeah, and, and this is when she sees the two guys experiencing homelessness. And honestly, yes. we're assuming they're experiencing homelessness. They homelessness. could just be trash camp fire enthusiasts. Yeah, absolutely. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they're probably homeless men. Yeah, and she tries to yell at them. She's like, 
Hey, hey. This is a long story. But really, there's hundreds of people in here <laughs> right. trapped by a serial killer. Have you seen the first movie? <laughs> yeah. Have you not heard the 50 gunshots that have already gone uh-huh. off? <laughs> but so they don't hear because they're right. enthralled by the, the righteous fire that they just built. Um, okay, and so Arkin is now getting to the art gallery exhibit. Which is like real fucked up classical literature. So now, the sw- so he gets got from behind by right. the wire guy and SWAT team is there now but not so fast he sees the collector lurking in the rafters singing hook. music of the night Todd said he's a fisher of men yeah he, he is. is yeah because yeah. he goes fishing and catches the guy from the wire yeah bubbles. like through the neck chin jaw. and he uses him as a counterweight to slowly like mm. dip into the room mm-hmm. and then he starts like fighting everybody Which is else smooth it's a real power oh, move it is dope as fuck uh-huh. this guy is smooth yeah yeah um, it is it is a very phantom of the opera-esque move though. it is it's i not, love phantom of the he's opera. just not using a chandelier he's using the guy from the uh-huh. wire <laughs> i mean he wears a mask yeah the the girl SWAT lady lady SWAT lady SWAT she gets got a- <laughs> I like how she had to correct you uh yes she uh, gets got SWAT. she gets collected upside down and then like yeah, just like, it away it's yeah. insane it is and how terrifying would that be yeah very yeah. terrifying although I thought she was gonna get like collected away and then cut in half immediately me so too but she does could be a lot right. worse yeah um and then like the door shuts behind her or something and then Arkin is talking to Windows guy well because the collector then uses the counterweight again to get out of there right and then they're have a moment of like safety uh-huh. so they talk to windows right um or and he's the, like they're he's picking us off one by one we mm-hmm. need to stick together yeah we need to actually team up and like maybe not treat me like shit yeah maybe give me something uh, to defend myself that's not a flashlight exactly <laughs> he's like, um no sir no. <laughs> whatever Sorry. i'm the swat team here uh, um so now blonde girl is there though christine and she's saying i know where she is because they still need to rescue Elena. Right. Yeah. Um, but And they're saying, okay, well, we can help you get out of here, too. And they hear SWAT girl screaming. Pardon me, SWAT lady screaming. So they're going to go investigate that. But blonde girl Christine is like, no, 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 that's not where we want to go. Um, and so we see SWAT lady, like the collector is with her. And we don't really get a good idea of what's going on. But we see like a net. Razor blade. And with razor, razor blades. blades. On it. And we hear yeah. her screaming. And we hear the sounds of her like getting cut. Although it's unclear whether that actually ever happens. Because when we see her she later. She's pretty cool later. Yeah. She, she's not Spoiler super alert. cut up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, she is in a razor blade net. So if she she moves a lot, she would get cut up. I think she's just pretty smart about how to handle it. I think so, too. I like SWAT lady. I wish I knew her name. Now they're in this creepy, awful room with a bunch of mannequins with like bloody heads or bloody wigs yeah. on them. Yeah, yeah. And you hear like the screaming down the hall. Uh-huh. And, like, Arkin's like, maybe we should just not do this. Yeah, let's just stay like where we are right here and not like escalate the situation. But Windows has got to go bust through all the plastic curtains to right. try to find SWAT lady. Because he's trying to, that's like his partner. Exactly, or yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying any of them are in the wrong. Sure. But Collector has clearly got the upper hand in this yeah. situation. Yeah, yeah, Because as he's like busting through all of these things, we find out that it was a... A ruse. It was a ruse. A right. clever ruse. There's a speaker. And he's yeah. like, I've been bamboozled. I did like that there was a dead body there. Yeah. yeah. But it was It just... was the other guy that we forgot to mention also got murdered. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. Well, and it's got a bomb on him, too. Yes. Yeah. Well, and he's not the only one that has a bomb on him because as the bombs start to go off, and Arkin sort of sees the, the wire of the uh-huh. bombs going down towards where he went. So he's like, Windows! Get right. him away from there. But Arkin yeah. also was like, 
that's a two-way mirror door. And yeah. he kicks uh-huh. it down. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, Piper it, style. And he's seeing, like, the tripwire. And we're also hearing on the speaker that Elena has found Swatley. And oh, is saving yeah. her, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah. Windows runs out of that hallway with the bombs and does not die. And because right. we have Rowdy Roddy Piper, the two-way mirror open, he goes out that way <laughs> as well. And so they're all safe from the explosions. Right, right, right. It was a they, pretty cool slow motion. It was cool, yeah. Running down a hallway as mannequins blow up one by one. Now, they have jumped away from the bomb and yes. they have all like our group our Scooby gang is now together which is good like they're together pretty much for the rest of the movie I think yeah and because Elena has found SWAT lady and freed her now like they don't have to look for anybody and now they can just try to get yeah, out there's a there's a heartfelt reunion between Windows and Elena yeah and it is sweet it so is. we've got Christine the blonde girl with the makeup, we've got Elena, we've got Windows, we've got Arkin, and we've got Swat Lady. Can I say Arkin or Raul? Raul, yeah. that's his name. I like Arkin better. I think Arkin's a great character, and but we know f- Arkin's name, but yeah. if we're going with the, the Phantom. Phantom of the Opera parable, he would be Raul. So now they're going into the wall, the goth wallpaper room. And they're looking out. Yeah, Elena's like, I know a way out. Y'all follow me. They're looking at the dumpster fire enthusiasts. And he's like. (laughs) And Arkin's like, I can get us out of here, but you got to give me your gun. How many shots you got left? He's like, I only got two shots left. He's like, perfect. He's like, that's all I need. Give me your gun. And he's like, no, I don't want it. What are you going to trust me? I sort of wanted Windows to be like, just tell me your plan. And Arkin being like, "Uh, I don't think I'm going to tell you my plan. Because it's insane. (laughs) Right. And you have tried to kill me a couple of times. The other three people in this group just don't even join the conversation conversation they're like right. i have no dogs well, in this fight yeah exactly. So exactly. whoever wants the gun taken well it's the two like alpha men and they're like yeah we'll just let them fight it out we'll figure it out <laughs> yeah, yeah but elena has said i don't trust christine right who's the blonde girl yes so arkin gets Arkin's the gun plan. and he goes up and shoots the homeless guy in the leg he turns he turns the windows and he goes Shots fired gets attention. Right. So when it gets shot, you get a response. Yeah. Right. Like, That's a badass line. I mean, it is. It's also very mean to shoot a guy experiencing homelessness <laughs> I know, man. In, the, in the butt. <laughs> I thought it was like in the leg. Oh, whatever. We'll just. <laughs> what is the butt if not the high leg? <laughs> right. So, the, so then it's, it's like, like the mane of the leg. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and then, and then it's like cuts to like 20 minutes later because it's like three mm-hmm. police cars, an ambulance. They're loading the homeless guy. And he's like, yeah, okay. wait for it. Mm-hmm. Boom. <laughs> like almost kills a cop and he's and like, then we right. have shots fired. We're going to need backup here. And then like the collector was watching the whole time. He's like, oh, fuck, that's what they were doing. Right. And he literally is like, damn it. Now yeah, you I can tell in his face. Yeah, he's like, mad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, everybody starts running. They're like, they're like, we need people out here now. It's a great plan. I bet y'all didn't see that coming. I No, I didn't. I honestly did not. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I wasn't really trying to second get this movie because it just kept going from disturbing thing to disturbing thing. And I was kind of just along for the ride, you know? Well, I kind of like this because it's like, okay, the police are actually coming to help. It's not like some weird thing. Right, like, exactly. how did the police know? Mm-hmm. And like the very final thing is not they finally get a signal on their cell phone and get right. the call right. through. Yeah, yeah. I do like that the police are already there. The polices. But what I did, <laughs> the one thing I did call was that the blonde girl, Christine, was going to betray them. You know? Yes. I think that's pretty set up pretty well. I think so, yeah. too. Yeah. And I mean, from her point of view, I don't know if I would do anything different. You know, she is um, clearly traumatized. Yeah. I don't I don't think what she does is her You fault. can't judge either. her, but like she waits to betray them until they start like winning. Like, like the police are definitely coming down. And she's like, right. oh, I better betray them now. Well, right. she 100% has Stockholm Syndrome. Like, oh, yeah. I sort of do buy what she does. I do, too. It's very sad, mm-hmm. but it's not her fault. Yeah, and it's believable, too. It is, yeah. Know, yeah, yeah. And then she steps on three nails. 
Uh-huh. And then that springs a trap that oh. then squishes her body to death. Yeah, dude. And it's like um it's like a giant like bear trap, only like a closet bear trap. Yeah, and, and it, it like, closes around mm-hmm. her. Yeah. And squ- and we see like the blood squish out. It's oh. real gross. It is yes. really sad. But so she has alerted the collector to where they are, too. Yes. And yeah, we yeah. get this like Rambo montage scene of the collector. Getting mm-hmm. a gun. It's got Bubbles' rifle. Yeah. yeah. So the AR that Bubbles yeah. had. And then he gets his two dogs. Mm-hmm. And then he kicks open the door to the room they're in. It's like backlit. Yeah. And he's just like, go, 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 go. It's like and a slow mo. Yeah. I know it's insane. It is this like a well Rambo shot. moment. I think right. so too. Yeah. But the dogs sort of attack him. Arkin stops the bite from going on him with his cast. Uh-huh. Yes. That was a baller move. But oh, then Arkin like, uses the dog as a bullet shield. Yeah. The, the dog gets uh-huh. shot. And also stabs the dog. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, you hear the click of the. AR running out of bullets mm-hmm. and then they start like fighting fighting right and then collector grabs Elena and yes. drags her out of the room and closes the door yeah. oh that's right that's mm-hmm. right and then we sort of cut to windows who's on the ground yeah and, and you see his hand is through the same type of three nails that mm-hmm. sprung the trap on Christine right and then we see this big ass bear trap sort of slowly falling down towards the floor it's like a chandelier just waiting to fall yeah. on the front row of the audience <laughs> and he it turns is. dark and he's like you got to save her. You yeah. got to save Elena. Get on out of here. Yeah, and he has to get. be mean to him. Yeah. So that get out of here. He's like, I want to help you. Yeah. He's like, yeah. no, get, get, get. No, my time is over, boys. I do like that the scene ends with him like using his foot to like bring over one of the dead dogs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then when he comes back, which we'll get to when he gets there. I love that. I, I do kind of wonder part. how he got out of that jam. I can you tell know? you right now how he got out of that jam. Because the, the head was still attached. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. So he used the dog to trigger the trap. And then he just wiggled his way out from under the trap. I like that, though, because we don't see it, but it makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I like that. All right. And Swat Lady's like, man, I got nothing to say about this. Let's just move on to the next scene. It sucks to be you, boss. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Which, I mean, what are you going to do? He was real mean to them. What you're going to do is take that reward. Mm -hmm. Well, that's true. (laughs) Well, so. (laughs) That no one talks about. I'm like, what is this? Like the old guy's like accounting department. He's like. You know, this is why we went to special ops training in case the boss's daughter gets kidnapped. Yeah. Uh-huh. This is the weekend. Strap up. Wear your black. Exactly. <laughs> Todd! <laughs> why are you in yellow flannel? His name is Dre. His name was Dre. Dre, why are you not? Why are you in yellow flannel, not black? He's you normally... know what happens. <laughs> yeah. So now we cut to Elena, and she's, like, trapped on a table. And they go over, and they free her. But it was a trap, and yes, now they're the all locked in a cage. Yeah, and I expected it to be another squishy cage. It was not, but, but I it did was too. not. Yeah, yeah. But what we see right next to him, there are giant vats of like flammable shit. And Collector has a Zippo, and so Arkin he goes up and he looks at them, and they're like staring each other down. And Arkin's trying to kind of like taunt him, like he did in the first movie, you know. Not saying problematic words this time, but he collect. He's got a Zippo, and he's, he's like, like, "Come on in here, you bitch!" Right. So, I mean, Argus making a calculated thing of like he's got some fragile masculinity. But I do love that he doesn't fall for it. Like the collector is sort right. of cool headed, right? And so he walks over to a l- super long fuse that's next to the flammable barrel. But this is again like a 1960s James Bond villain. Uh-huh. <laughs> he doesn't want to watch them die. Although I right. will say the trap right. is an explosive, so he's got to give himself enough time to get away. But it does sort of have that vibe to it. Yeah. And so he lights the fuse and then he pieces out. Mm. How they get out of this. Oh, dude. This is my least favorite part of the movie. I didn't watch this part. Because Arkin, they're like trying to get use the knife to like jerry the door open and and they they drop the knife. Drop the knife. So 
Arkin's like, all right, I got this, ladies. Right. And he breaks the cast that's around oh. his arm, mm-hmm. and he's like, stick. He sticks his arm through the the gate or like the yeah. cage. Mm-hmm. Someone stomp on my arm and rebreak it, and everybody's like, oh, yeah, no, yeah. what the fuck? But they do because it's that or die. So they True. do. And what I liked is like he's like somebody, Elena, SWAT lady, and anybody. SWAT lady's like, oh, I can't do it. And Elena's like, it? I got this. Then he <laughs> uses that and broken arm, very graphic, and, and terrible. it's really even oh. more graphic when they show it the second time uh, and this is when you guys looked away and I kept looking mm-hmm. he put his arm through it and then you see the skin sort of stretch uh, and the bone push yeah. against the skin and he uses it to open the, the door yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah it's so so gross that's why he's like we're gonna re- yeah, Swat Lee's like we're gonna reset, reset your, your arm, arm once they get out of it yeah. they're gonna take 30 seconds to reset his arm when the thing's about to blow up. <laughs> right. But, I mean, he needed that arm reset yeah, for mean, the fight scene that's later. That's true. That is know. true. Where his arm is magically fine. Exactly. Right. Yeah, but she, it's because she took, she made a sling for him. That she did make a sling. And healed the arm. And he wore that sling for at least 25 seconds. He did, yeah. yeah. So, meanwhile, Collector has been lighting, like, spreading gasoline all over the place. Yeah, he's he, real pissed that his whole- That he's got to burn his whole building yeah, down. Yeah, he's like, Ugh. My collection! I mean, but he actually does react like I think you would react the- I Cops are swarming the place. He's going to destroy as much evidence as possible and bone the fuck out. The jig is up. Yeah. Yeah, he's got to get out of there. He's like, this place is haunted. We're going to burn it down and move on. And I like that the cops are already here. And so now the obstacle is the cops getting in and them getting out. Smoke comes out. They're like, we got to call the fire department now. Right. And so the fuse gets to one of the flammables and it explodes. So the cops are outside and they're in the giant science vat room. With all the crazy, which has the things. front door of the hotel, right? Yes. There. Well, that's the collection. Like it's that is the collection room yeah, with all the crazy, like put together strange body part yeah, things. That's yeah. where you have the banquet right. when you're like fundraising. Yeah, night. but he actually rents that space out for proms. <laughs> yeah. So um, now the collector is there. And he goes and he stabs SWAT lady, double stabs her in the back, and then she yeah. just kind of dies. Which, I mean, I feel like she could have gotten a cooler death, you know? Although- she could have gotten a cooler death. I understand why she dies this way, because mm-hmm. he's, like, about to leave. Like, yeah. he's trying to get right. out, and he wants to kill all of them quickly, quickly. Exactly. So I understand that, but you're right. I, th- I do think her character deserved a very cool death. Yeah. I do think it was cool that she lived this long, though. I do, yeah. too. Yeah. And, like, her death provides... Well, we'll get there. Yeah. So, because Collector is about to stab Arkin, but then there's a dog's head. Well, he, he, beats, he beats Elaine and Arkin up and throws them around Right. First. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because Arkin's, like, on the ground. I would assume yeah. passed out. So is Elena. Well, Arkin's not passed out, but he's, like, dazed. Oh, that's he's right. looking well, up, and Arm hurts a lot. The collector has a knife. He's about to stab Arkin. And then you see a dog head go uh-huh. into the shot. The collector's right. like, Whoop. yeah. So now Windows is back. Yes. Windows and collector are fighting mano a mano. Well, first he looks down at dead SWAT lady, pulls the knife out of her, and yep. he's like, knifey knife. Well, because she got stabbed twice. And he left one. Yeah, and he left one. So he gets the other one, and now they're both fighting with knives. Right, right, right. Yeah. Which and- is a. Pretty cool knife. I fight. thought it was it cool is. as shit. Yeah. yeah. So now Windows gets stabbed, and as he's dying, he says, Get him, Arkin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what he should have said is, Get off your ass, Arkin. Exactly. Because yeah, your the arm two hurts. of them together could have killed the collector immediately. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And Elena could have gotten he's him on the ass. He's some. I mean, I get it. He's taking some beatings, but he does then get up and kick the collector's ass. He does. Yeah. We so, got an Arkin apologist over yeah. here. 
<laughs> All right. But so now Arkin gets up and his his arm is healed and the room is on fire right, and right. Arkin stabs the collector and I love like the collector stabs Arkin through the fucking cheek, that man. That was brutal and it unexpected was. for sure. Mm-hmm. And and that just I, makes Arkin mad. And I think this is what heals his arm. Cuz at I first he just is. holds him down with the bad arm and oh then like is beating him with the other hand and then he gets stabbed and then he's yeah. like superpowers. Yeah. Right. Well, and so Elena's banging on the door and the firemen are hearing and and Arkin is fighting by the fire. And I do like this fight scene. Like for a horror movie fight scene, I think the stakes are really high and it's done really well. And so Arkin ends up pushing him down into the body pit and he takes a fuse and he lights it on fire and throws it yeah. down. And a it, sheet, a sheet. A sheet, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And you see the fire like catch right. the collector uh-huh. on fire as well as all the bodies and everything around him. Right. And so now the firemen are there. So they're saved, but not so fast because a giant flaming beam falls down, blocks locking Arkin in the door. And so Arkin's like, well, fuck, I'm dead now. And my arm really hurts and yeah. I'm tired and I got <laughs> I like stabbed how- in the face. <laughs> so. But he's like, my family's safe. Exactly. So well, he, just, yeah. he just kneels and looks at Elena. Yeah. That's why I think he was okay to give up because he thought I, his family was safe. That's what right. I think too. And he was pretty fucked up. So like, oh yeah, whatever, I'll just go out like this having known I saved my family. Right. Well, yeah. and Elena, assuming too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he looked at her. He sees at the door, but. Right. Well, like, and Ugh. so unlike Arkin at the beginning, Elena does try to save Arkin, which I'm not saying Arkin was wrong to not try to save Elena at the very beginning, but I do think that's kind of mirroring the choice. Is she takes a giant like curtain rod or something and she starts smashing all of the the big vats of creepy fucked up statues. Yeah. yeah. Releasing tons of liquid into the room, which puts out the fire enough for Arkin to make it to the door. No, she goes and picks him up. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. And like pulls him over yeah. to the door, which I thought would be kind of interesting if whatever that goo was was flammable and it's <laughs> just they like... They all just die. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like, well, nice try, but... Oh, my God, you know. yeah. But it's not. It puts out the flames. And so then the door gets broken down by firemen and we don't... We just see mist, but they are both standing at the door and they're both safe. So now they're out and they're sitting in an ambulance and they're both like, yeah, this is fucked up, right? And then we see Shooter <laughs> McGavin and he's there and yeah. Elena can hug. I do think they have a good relationship. I do too. Yeah. And I think Arkin's going to be like pretty set up. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean yeah. we'll see in the sequel maybe. 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 Yeah. So they're hugging and then Arkin sees a bunch of the chests. Yes, and the police are like, well, we're still trying to get a tally of the bodies. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And we see on the last one there's a burning mat, a burning collector mask yeah. inside the chest. Dun, dun, dun. And Arkin's like, oh, he like curses oh, the heavens as the camera pans out. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you think that's the movie, but yeah. it's not. Now we're in a happy house. Yes, we are. And a happy house with bug decorations and like a weird table hand thing. And I thought this was going to be Arkin's house at first. And then I, we start to see the bugs and somebody walks in and we're hearing them talk about on the radio about somebody who slaughtered his whole family and was a taxidermist and like sat down I'll, I'll with t- them. Yeah, I'll tell you the, 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 yeah. the story. Yeah, he's a he's a museum curator okay. who slaughtered his whole family and set them up for Thanksgiving dinner. Ooh. And they're like, no one lived. Oh, no, the boy lived. The son lived. Mm, and yes. so the boy, that's the son is the collector. Yes. Grown up collector. Uh-huh. Which, yes. was this story, was it like Paul Harvey just happened to be talking about the story this week? No, I think they collect- said something about the crime scene reminded them of that story. Mm. And now you'll hear the rest. 
of, of the, the story. story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but he walks upstairs as he's listening to his life story being told to him, and then dun, 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 we see not inch nails <laughs> on the radio. Someone changed again. the radio station. <gasps> uh oh. And he's got his knife, and he's walking down, getting ready, and he walks over and he sees an empty red chest in his Living in his room. foyer. Yeah. Yes. And then Arkin's there, and he's got a gun to the back of his head. And he's talking about how he chased him down based on the licensed entomologists in the yeah, he's country. Like, he's like, within 200 miles, there's only 14 licensed. It's 12. No, he no, was no, no. There were 14, there were, there were 14 and he's number you're 12. You're number 12. Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. What I, I hated you. is Todd predicted this whole scene. That's I did. True. I knew it was going to happen. It was mm-hmm. so clear that this was going to happen. But in the theaters, I was like, this scene is awesome. <laughs> okay, just because I guessed it doesn't mean it's not Dope. Right. And he says, Are you here to kill him? And Arkin says, No, first I'm going to make you feel everything I felt. The first time we hear the collector's voice. Yes. It is. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. like, Turn around. And we, we thought we were going to see his face, but we don't. We do not see his face. No. Are you here to kill me? He's like, No, I'm not here to kill you. That yeah. would be way. Way, way too easy for the life. I want you to you. feel what I felt. And then I'm going to kill you. Collector tries to bonk him, but Arkin reverse bonks him back <laughs> yeah. into the chest and then bonks the door down, slamming his fingers yeah, it in breaks the breaks his hand just like the. Just like he did to him. Uh huh. And then. That's, That's the, the movie. movie. Yeah. yeah. Roll the credits. By roll credits, you mean, hey, Jennifer, here's all the things you didn't watch in the movie because it was too disturbing, and we're going to freeze frame on them. It freeze frames, it freeze frames everyone's kill and tells you who the character it does. was an actor. Which, I mean, which cool. I kind of, I do kind of like. I did sort of love it. It was sort of like a comedy where they do the outtakes at the end. Yeah, yeah, except but like comic outtakes. book style. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. except it's like the kills in a horror movie. I thought right. it was a cool thing. You yeah. don't really see a lot of horror movies do it. I also noticed that Shooter McGavin got third bill. Yeah, he's old. yeah, he's in it for 35 seconds, uh-huh. 25 of which he's asleep, uh-huh. and he got third billing. Right. We talk about him way longer than he's in the movie. Oh, yeah, he, that's true. Because he's shooter fucking McGavin, man. Yeah, he's man. awesome. So having seen the movie, having talked about it, final thoughts, what do you guys think? Instant classic. I love it. <laughs> Like I said at the beginning, this is not the kind of movie that I am going to seek out, and it's too a little too much for me, but I think it does what it does very well. It's paced really well. It goes a lot of places. It does. Now that I'm stopping to think back, like there's really not a lot of time to think through what's happening. You're kind of just along for the right. ride, you know? Um, it does kind of wear me out by the end. But yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. You yeah. know, it's fast. It's just too much body horror. I, I don't like me. body horror, and I think the only reason I like it because is the characters and like how they just make different choices than usual movies. Yeah. Really don't like body horror. Like, I liked this one better than the first yeah. one. Okay, yeah, I like it. I think I like this one better than the first one, too. Uh, probably because you get more story. Not that I needed a lot yeah. more story out of the first one, because I think the first one told the story it meant to. And yeah. it was engaging and fun to watch and hard to watch for me. But, mm-hmm. like, I understand why people liked it so well, much. I think this one, like, expands on stuff in a way a sequel should. Like, the so stakes are higher. Yes. There's, like, more people. Like, it kind of expands on everyone's story a little bit. Yeah. And it's Action not just telling the, yeah. the same story as the original, Absolutely. too. All right, let's talk box office. All right. So. Box office. What do you guys think the budget for this movie was? It came out in 2012, so keep that in mind. What do you guys think the budget was? I think I might know, okay. but I'm going to say $1 million. All right. Ooh, I'm going to go like seven. The budget was $10 million. All right. Uh, All right. I knew there was a one in there. What do you guys there? think this made in its domestic box office run? $30 million? $5 million. It made... $6,810,000. Internationally, it made another $2 million, so it made okay. almost $9 million. So it almost made its money back. Yeah, it almost made its money back. It also made an additional almost $4 million, $3.7 million in domestic DVD and Blu-ray sales. So it probably made just barely its budget back. It came out on November 30th, 2012, and when it came out, it was the 10th movie 
that week at the box office. Okay. I saw it opening night. I'm sure you did. Oh, so you were the one person that was there. And my uh-huh. group of friends at the time really liked the first one, and we were like, we're the only people who are fans of this movie. Yeah. I uh, mean, there are a lot. It's it's pretty well known in the horror community. It is. And it was up against some pretty big movies at that time. So the number one movie that week was The Twilight Saga, Breaking Dawn Part 2. Oh, yeah. And then it was Skyfall, Rise of the Guardians, Lincoln, Life of Pi, Wreck-It Ralph, all of those are like huge <laughs> movies. Now, all of them weren't released that week, but they, but they were, were within, all out. But those within movies are two or three, four weeks. Good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those are like huge movies everyone's seen. Mm-hmm. And then it was Killing Them Softly, Red Dawn, Flight, and then The Collection. Wreck yeah. and Ralph's actually the most accurate fictional representation of me it is yes and i am the guy with the hammer (laughs) (laughs) so anyway it came out against some really stiff competition and didn't do great at the box office but i don't know i liked it i thought it was a great movie yeah yeah but i could also understand why it didn't do that well yeah well jen that's box office do you have some fun facts for us i do have some fun facts some of these are a little bit of revisiting from our first episode on The Collector, because this was written by Marcus Dunstan and Patrick Melton, and Marcus Dunstan directed, and I think they were the same team that did the original, and he has done, or they both worked together on some of the later Saw movies. They also oh, did My Bloody Valentine 3D. <laughs> Yikes. So, you know, they got a type. Uh, yeah. But I mean, this is like, even in the horror community, this is like something that's popular and well-known and people really like it. But it's also, I think, definitely falls under the torture porn category. Yes. And there are a lot of people in the horror community that do not like that. I don't like it. I don't particularly either. I think that either. this is the exception. The collection series is the exception to what does that well. Yeah. I don't really like any of the other ones. No, I don't either. The only reason I think I sort of like Saw was because the like the insane twist at the ending broke my mind. It was like the first one. Yeah, right, that's fair. Right. And then it was well written. That's, that's what the characters is what I like about this film. I Agreed. I don't I Agreed. look away when like disgusting right. stuff happens. Yeah, I right. feel like I have to watch because of the premise of the podcast, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. But I could understand horror fans that would normally come out to support a movie not wanting to go see that. Like, I did not see this, and I hadn't sought it out because it's just not the kind of thing I'm into. Yeah, it's not a gen-type horror movie. Okay, so the hotel they're at is called the Hotel Argento. Oh. Is it a real hotel? No. In the movie, it's named Hotel Argento. Sorry. And it's named that, or as an homage to Dario Argento. Oh, man. Who's the director of Todd's favorite movie, Suspiria. I mean, (laughs) honestly, I've never seen a Dario Argento thing that I thought was decent in any way. Zero for one for Todd. Hot takes for Todd. I mean, I've only seen one of his movies, so. Yeah, and that's the only Dario Argento I've seen, too. Well, I mean, it's Giallo, and I feel like it's a very specific type of horror that you either really enjoy or you're just not I also feel like because it was done in Italy like they have a disadvantage because everything has to be overdubbed because Italy is like notorious for the like the crews on set will not be quiet you that can't get them to be quiet insane. so all the dialogue has to be overdubbed and especially in the 70s when Suspiria was filmed overdubbing dialogue was it never looked good so I have a problem with that in these type, those types of movies. So the mannequin scene where they have the mannequins with the bloody scalps on them, that is an homage to the movie Maniac. It's about a man who like will scalp women and put their scalp. Oh, their I thought hair. it was a guy on the dance floor who just, just couldn't stop dancing. Yeah. He was dancing like he's never danced before. Right. He's a maniac, yeah, Todd. Yeah, exactly. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a maniac. Okay. Um, so there is a sequel. There is a sequel well, coming? Okay, so in 2019, Josh Stewart, who plays Arkham, 
tweeted a poster for the Collector 3. And I think it's the Collected. It is? Yeah. Ah. And it's captioned, lock the door. So apparently it's happening. Although with given the way everything is shutting down now, who knows when. But Dun- Marcus Dunstan has signed on to direct it if it does happen. So... I have to assume that they are actually filming it now, or they probably oh, they already been, did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They probably, if they're not done filming, it, they probably had to delay it. But if you look at the IMDb page for it, there are, I would say, conservatively fifteen actors. There is an actor who's playing the collector, oh. and it's not Richard Archer who played him in this in this one. Oh. Who is honestly, he's not acted a lot. Richard Archer hasn't, but mm. he's done a shitload of stunt work. Like he's a stunt guy, really, oh, uh, and he has acted some, but he's done a lot, that makes sense. a lot of uh, stunt work. Well, the first time we actually hear him talk is in the end of this movie. Yes, so it could be that maybe in the third one, he they they need more of an actor. I mean, that makes sense to me. It makes more sense that they needed someone bigger at acting chops. I get that. Right. Yeah. And those are my fun facts. Well, thank you for your fun facts. You're wet, Elka. All right, Jen, let's hit them with that scary scale. All right. Hey, All listeners, right. our scary scale is a scale we used to rank how scary we thought the movie was. It's not the quality of the movie. It's how scared we were tonight when we watched it. Our one example is Ghostbusters. Our 10 example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. All right. And Todd, what are you rating the collection? I think I'm going to give it a four. Okay. Okay. It was not super, super jump scary, which is normally what gets me, but there is a lot, a lot of body horror, and that just really... It doesn't get me as much as it gets you, Jen, but it mm-hmm. does bother me quite a bit. Yeah. And I sort of forced myself not to look away. I did sort of have my hands in front of my face, but I could still see all of the screen. And so that's why I'm giving it a four. Yeah. So it still counts. Yeah, <laughs> I think it does. All right, Mikey. I think I'll think it a three. All right. Got a similar reason. Like there's yeah. a whole scene I can't watch because I can't do the broken Ooh. arm scene. Oh, it's, yeah, it is rough, man. Yeah. And honestly, if you're not like being gaslit by your two friends to watch horror movies. <laughs> I would say look away for that. that no, scene. and there's not many movies that I can't watch the scenes. No, because you're yeah. dead inside. Right, because I'm dead inside. So like, I, have to, <laughs> I have to give it credit. Absolutely. I'm going to give it a five. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, and it just, it. I don't think it's as bad as the first one because I don't think they linger on the body horror as right. much. We don't really see the impact that much. And it's more bloody but less body part-y, yeah. you know? Yeah. But still, it gets me. I just don't, Agreed. like, like I could not watch the, ar- the arm scene. Partly because of the sound. Like, I wasn't looking yeah, and covering my ears. You can just tell that mm. whoever's, like, part of that duo who's really into body stuff, like, uh-huh. that was, like, their they were baby. Like, yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. I don't like this. And that's our scary scale. All right, guys. So this week, Mikey, you made me watch The Collection. What are you making me watch next week? Well, I believe I'm making you watch Reanimator. Yes. yes. A classic in the horror community. Yes. Yeah, and I, I haven't seen it. I haven't really? seen it either, yeah. but I've heard people mention that it's like a crazy, it's 80s, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like a crazy 80s movie. <laughs> I can't movie. believe that Jen's not seen this. No, man, I mean, the kind of movies that you are drawn to are like the opposite of the kind of ones that I am drawn to. <laughs> and listen, I'm on board for it. Last time you made me watch a crazy 80s movie, it was House 2, and that was one of my favorite movies. This one... It goes places. Nice. <laughs> I'm on board for it. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited about it. It's just, and it's not one that I'm like have never wanted to watch. It's just not one that literally like it's speaks to me. Basically, you know? like what happens if your creepy college roommate like really gets out there? Okay. Like, really goes crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm excited for it. All right. Well, awesome, guys. Watch a Reanimator for next week. The time has come for Mikey to read a review. So while he's looking that up, let me tell you how you can have Mikey read your review, and that is simply by leaving us a five star review on Apple iTunes and or any other platform. But if you do it on another platform, screenshot it and send it to info at horrorvirgin.com and we will read those. We've actually gotten quite a few today. We Like three of them came up today. It was awesome. So thank you guys so much. Yeah. The reviews really, really do help people find the show. So please keep that coming. 
They do. Thank you so much. It also makes us feel good. It does. And it's hard out there right now. It know? is. So, Mikey, you got one? Yeah. Let's do it. Cat 2292. Hey, Cat. Noise says, from a fellow horror virgin. Oh, nice. I really appreciate this podcast as a relative horror virgin myself. I'm a lifelong scaredy cat who only started to really get into horror in the past couple of years. Did I leave this review? And as such... <laughs> I'm still acquainting myself with all the tropes and themes and history that come with the genre. Yeah, I feel like that's what I'm going through right now. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite parts of my foray into horror has been hearing longtime horror fans' perspectives on the spooky things I'm watching. And this podcast does that in such a fun way, oh. while also giving me a relatable figure in Todd. My oh, fellow I'm relatable, Jim. There are dozens of you. <laughs> <laughs> I've only just started listening to episodes about movies I've already seen, but I look forward to picking up some recommendations as well. Awesome. Thanks, Horror Virgin. Five stars. Thank you yeah. very much, Cat2292. That Thank was very, you. very sweet. Very sweet. I love when I hear horror virgins listen to the podcast. Uh-huh. That makes me feel like I'm not so alone. Right, yeah. <laughs> You're not alone. All right, guys. Well, if you want Mikey to read your review, leave us a five-star leave review. Leave us a review. Awesome. All right. Yeah. We are a member of the Consequence Podcast Network. So if you would do us a favor and check out some of their shows, like Kyle Meredith with This Must Be the Gig, The Opus. The, the fifth, fifth dimension. element. Sorry, <laughs> element. That's right, dimension. Oh Sorry. my god, we need to make Jen watch the fifth element. Hell, I <laughs> fucking hate that movie. Oh. Sci-fi oh. version would be just as fun as a podcast because you would be Todd, like so Todd. Yeah. Except would I would just be annoyed. Not she's like, terrified. why can't this be Event Horizon? Why can't everything be Event Horizon? <laughs> anyway, anyways, okay, Fifth Dimension, The Assembly, yes. Ghost Echoes, The Losers Club, and Halloween. Halloween. Yes. Check all of them out. Yeah, They're and Jen awesome. guest stars on all of them because she's like <laughs> the respectable member of the crew. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm the one who can clean up and go out. I'm you pretty know? sure everybody just thinks I'm a guest. I mean, it's because <laughs> you're doing that secret underground guesting on podcasts. Guesting on podcasts, or I just release episodes yeah. of the horror version on my own podcast feed. <laughs> in charge for it. Do not look for that because it does not exist. No. <laughs> check out all those shows. You can check out their website at consequenceofsound.com mm-hmm. and if you want to check out our shit go to horrorvirgin.com <laughs> or us on social at, at horrorvirgin and Mikey at mrandolph24 yeah. Jen at Jen with two N's Faratu yep. and me at Todd J. Awesome. Yeah. On the website you can get Jen's blog and links to the merch store awesome shit like that. Uh-huh. And if you want to help financially support the show please do by going to patreon.com slash horrorvirgin where we have a lot of great levels and a lot of great things. In fact, Jen has been putting up some videos on the platform. I just did a video review right. about the platform. Probably going to be doing some more of the horror that I'm watching. So people have been asking us to watch The Haunting of Hill House, so I started a video series on The Haunting of Hill House where I do both watch-throughs where like, I put a camera on me and I start the thing and we watch the thing together yeah. and you guys get to see all the crazy jump scares. Uh-huh. Uh, and I also have a discussion series on it after every episode and I do that with because of where I'm sort of locked down in my apartment, uh-huh. my girlfriend, who is also locked down in my apartment. <laughs> so we do those together. That's Natalie. Voluntarily. Yeah. And I have a rival discussion uh, video where I counter everything that Todd said and explain what's actually happening. You haven't done that I'm yet. Kidding. But you 100% <laughs> should. But you do have a great blog on it on the website. I do, yeah, yeah. yeah. So people should check that out. Um, you should also check out, we are going to be doing live watch-alongs yes. on Sunday nights in April. And check out our socials and the Consequence um, website because they've got more of a schedule for that. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, and we also got bonus episodes up on Patreon and stuff yep. like that. we got a lot of great stuff yeah, going on like there. It's like a whole thing. It's We're like a whole like thing. All, yeah. But if you can't afford to financially support the show, please just join the Facebook group for daily free content. And honestly, right now when we're all so isolated, it's a great place to come together just as community. a community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and sort of feel like you are not so alone. Yeah, and you did. You guys did a live video, the uh, Facebook Live fun. Yeah, time. I was testing some stuff out. So I, I honestly think we should, and hopefully by the time this come out, we have done more of those because yeah. I really enjoyed doing it. Like Natalie and I were on, my girlfriend and I were on for about twenty minutes, but it was fun. It was great. We should do. We should do more of them. Yeah, that's gonna be it for us tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jen. I'm Mikey, and I'm your horror version, Todd. Guys, <laughs> have a great Mikey month. The power is gone to your Mm. head. Yes, it is. Now, as a serial killer, I need to go find out which event space I should rent next. (laughs) Mikey nerds! That's actually where the coronavirus started. Wasn't that close scene? (laughs) She was patient one. Yeah. There was also one bat in there. Mm. It was his bug collection. Consequence Podcast Network.